This is the Dudes Dudes in Christ Christ Podcast. my dog's at i got nothing <laughs> Woof. <laughs> couldn't even couldn't, couldn't even, even muster up head. nothing ah, this I c4 don't. is talking <laughs> it's ready my, my guts are bubbling <laughs> i don't need any pre-workout hot pocket <laughs> so um yeah hot pocket pepperoni don't sit well with you well, that and then smoked smoked salmon uh, and some shrimp God later in the day. It's, Are you just clearing your fridge out? Like we got to get rid of this stuff. It's about but, to well, expire. Yeah. yeah. Well, d- so uh, well, first of all, welcome to the Dudes in Christ podcast. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> hope you hope you guys are hi there. Didn't are see enjoying you. listening. <laughs> we did not. I certainly didn't think this is how we'd be opening. But yeah, um, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, hey, purpose purpose here is to. Educate, conversate, and I think one other thing, but um, yeah, we're gonna edu- we're gonna edu- <laughs> we're gonna conversate mostly today, and uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Um, hey, if you want to join the conversation, uh, get at us on Facebook. Um, topics we're always open to that. Yeah, and uh, questions. Um, we're all kind of early in our walk here, like our real real walk. Um, but we will do our best to help guide you and um we always appreciate input as well um but no i've been, we've been doing the floors man so i haven't had like we, we haven't really had time to meal prep stuff's just been really hectic at our house so rather than my usual eggs potatoes orange juice cranberry juice meat rice spinach peppers wow. several times a day it's just uh it's been hot pockets, <laughs> hot pockets. <laughs> cheeseburgers. I like it, and a thousand calorie shake for breakfast, yeah. and chocolate milk for dinner. So, <laughs> or for the bedtime snack. Actual powerlifting diet. Yep, <laughs> the lifts are going great. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else is. <laughs> anyway, I respect that. Respect that. We're coming off a fresh trip from uh, from the beach, and uh, it's always nice getting out. Kind of just uh, enjoying life a little bit, kind of uh, taking a break from the day to day, and uh, especially work. <laughs> it's always nice to have a little break there, but uh, it was fun. Got to enjoy some family time, and uh, you know, just kind of go out, hang out, eat, uh, do beach stuff, get all lay out in the blazing heat, and get um, burnt. But uh, it's good to be back too. Like it always, I was telling you earlier, like I'm really, um, I like to have a lot of structure. <laughs> like I kind of like to have plans. I like to have, um, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that will get up and like write everything down that needs to be accomplished, but I have a routine, you know, I have a schedule. There's certain things that I like and feel like I need to get done. And uh, so it's, it is nice to kind of get back in that. I'm not going to say I'm just ready for work tomorrow, but getting back in the gym and getting back in the routine and uh, just being around friends and, and family here as well is, is always nice. So, 
you know, kind of a lot of times the getting away is, is nice, but then it's sometimes uh, it lets you reflect back uh, to how blessed we are in the lives that we do live and to cherish that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good. But um, so I didn't actually went to the gym last night when we got back. Me and Ashley uh, went and we got to work the bench press with her a little bit. Nice. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and make it official that way. They came back out now. But <clears throat> her and Kelsey, shout out Ashley and Kelsey, going to be doing their first powerlifting meet in October. Kelsey uh, Kelsey went all three days last week. She got a squat, bench, and deadlift uh, session in, and she moves, you know, they, they both move really well. To It's one thing, and you, you know this, working with beginners a lot, <clears throat> it's one thing to teach somebody, um, I'll say, the powerlifting movements that have a background of lifting. You know, even not necessarily, you know, they just have the experience of being in the gym like, knowing how to do a curl or, or, you know, whatever they have, they've been in the gym, whether they are doing it right or, you know, or, you know, kind of looking at their form or really, I guess, know what they're doing. They at least have that experience. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun because, you know, these girls haven't really seen the gym a lot at all. So trying to get them figuring out what they need to get to even get under the bar like yesterday, um, I mean, Ashley went and uh, we just worked, went through a you know a couple little setup stuff on the bench, and uh, got got her got her hands on the bar and you know just just doing the bench press, see how she moves. And uh, she had a lot of shoulder pain in her in her uh, right shoulder. Well, uh, she had a softball injury in high school, and I don't know if it's kind of lingering or maybe if it's even kind of mental, you know, thinking about that or. Yeah. Over the years, it's created this, um, you know, lack of mobility or what have you. And uh, just kind of looking at her posture, you know, she's always forward short shoulder. So everything is pulled really tight here all the time. So just something as simple as doing some face pulls and stretching her pecs, it got her back under the bar where like, oh, this doesn't hurt yeah. now. So it's it's fun seeing that stuff, just like the day-to-day posture corrections and I don't know. It's I kind of I enjoy the like we talked about the fine tuning, like the the athlete that's been there and kind of doing the fine tuning. That's just every day of life. Just oh man, my shoulders are tight. Like what you know? What so yeah. that's that's always fun too. But anyway, <coughs> I am proud of them girls, and I'm I'm really looking forward to see uh, see what they can do. Well, I have to give them huge shout outs. Uh, them and Rusty's wife, mm-hmm. uh, who's coming in this, coming into this uh, a, a little more advanced age, but same scenario. Um, never really has lifted or anything like that, and I can't imagine your intro to the gym being getting ready for getting ready to compete at something that you've never done in your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, I'm good. I've got six months to do this to to get really good at this i've never done it and that's how i'm gonna enter into that's how i'm gonna get into the gym is with the goal of getting really good at the three main lifts um definitely not something i would think i would ever see and i'm not i mean like it's it's strange to me even as a power lifter but i'm i'm glad to see it and i can't wait to see 
you know yeah. what they do on the platform it's going to be it's going to be good and of course they'll have all of us cheering for them um my favorite thing about it really is just it it grows the gym uh the female side of the gym culture yeah. in the gym which is super cool uh and and speaking as you know the gym guy like we have really almost as many female lifters and re- yeah. and competitive wise oh, yeah. we have as many or more female competitors uh with you know with the addition of uh of Ashley and Kelsey than than male so yeah. um i mean that that's something that's amazing um but you know just changes changes the dynamics of the gym and uh i like to see that and of course grows the sport which yeah. I, I love to see as well but um we so did, let me ask you this i have cuz when you were talking about being away that was my first thought you said getting back to the gym so you didn't lift the whole time here no, I um, I actually the like the whole way there, I was sitting there just looking for gyms to find, <laughs> and there was a gold gyms, a, a gold's gym, but it was like forty five minutes away, and um, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. There was one that was closer, but man, dude, the day pass was twenty five dollars a day, and like for a three day was like, like there was no. Like if you did a week, there wasn't no discount. I was right. like a hundred and ten dollars or something for a week. I'm like, D load probably wouldn't yeah. hurt. <laughs> so it's the first a lot better. Yeah, first couple of days, I just kind of did some light stretching and like some goblet squats, body weight stuff, and did that for the first two or three days. I'm like, let's just you know, yeah, just relax. So, well, and I, the reason I ask. You missed out on the opportunity to be the oddity at a at a commercial <laughs> a commercial gym in a touristy town. That's my whole thing. Is I, I'm just everywhere Absolutely. we go, we always we always work out, and if, you know we're just like the strange people in the gym. So if you're listening, you're going on vacation this summer. You're going to a beach place. If you see some random person in the corner of the gym with they've hoarded all the equipment over there, and they're doing like a set every six or seven minutes. And, and it only a includes a couple reps. Depth before dishonor yeah. shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, wearing a shirt that's got pizza <laughs> on the front of it or something. That is, well, or, and carrying a jug. Yeah. Um, that's the power lifter that is away <laughs> from home. But uh, anyway, I just, be nice. I knew it was going to be you, man. I, I just knew it was. But man, I, I really I wanted it to you. be. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> like, I kind of hated that it was after a meet, like trying to just deload from the bar and not touch the bar because it, it would have been fun just to walk in like a Planet Fitness mm-hmm. and yeah, you got to go show out on their <laughs> crappy uh, chrome plated bars that don't have any whip. Yeah. Go in there and you know deadlift five six hundred pounds, but yeah, wasn't meant to be this year. No, no. Hashtag stay humble. Yeah, um, and uh, I almost <laughs> almost spoke on humility. So uh, so. Speaking. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we, we we will just leave it alone. Um anything else? Um Let's go Brandon. All right. Hey, if you haven't noticed, our brother Josh Collum is not with. Maybe he steps in. We might hear the door creak here in a minute, but working on something on the sound yep. uh, in the technical sanctuary. difficulties. Man. They're uh they're plentiful. Yes, sometimes. they are. They are. Anyway, so so he's called out this morning. That leaves the two of us plus Holy Spirit. We should be good. Yeah. Um, 
And with that, we'll get into it. Uh, so I've talked a few different times um, about kind of my job um, and how it how it affords me the opportunity to um, spend time, sometimes great, you know, great lengths of time talking with kids. And uh, sometimes they get in the vehicle and they're not talkative at all. Uh, and I just let that be. And it's not a problem for me. <laughs> sometimes they get in the vehicle and they're combative. So you're definitely not getting around mm-hmm. to any kind of meaningful conversation. Um, usually just putting the pedal to the floor and trying to get them to where they're going <laughs> before something crazy happens. Um, and then sometimes, you know, you've got somebody that uh, you've talked to before, kid who's made multiple trips and they're familiar. Um, that makes it a lot easier, certainly. But uh, <clears throat> I was the other day I, I had to go to Charleston uh, Detention Center. We've got some juveniles over there and um, we've had a rash of, uh, gun crime in the last like six, eight months. And, uh, this, you know, this kid was over there for, he's detained for a gun crime. Um, we've had more certification hearings and, you know, for the listener, uh, that, that, that means you're taking a juvenile and basically, uh, certifying them for legal purposes as an adult so they can be tried as an adult, we've had more uh, certification hearings this year than my combined experience prior to this year. Um, so stuff is, you know, it's the outlook is bleak uh, in terms of that. If you look at those statistics and things like that, but um, I, you know, when I've got a kid in the car, I just treat it as a kid in the car. Um so I was, I was transporting this kid, and I actually was the person who took him over to Charleston, so he was familiar with me. Um, was bringing him, you know, bringing him back and just kind of talking to him and found out that, um, you know, per his attorney, he's probably got about 14 months of sitting in the county jail. Um, and that's like before his hearing as an adult. I mean, he at sometime in the next 14 months, he'll there will be some preliminary and, you know, hearings. Uh, for, uh, you know, to to see if he's guilty of, you know, the crime that has been said he's committed. So, um, you know, I, I, had, I was just thinking about the fact that he's going to sit in a cell, in a cell uh, at the front part of the jail with a couple other juveniles, and there's no uh, no separation between the three of them. Uh, no time alone or anything like that. Um, and he and I just, uh, we, I was thinking about that and we got to talking, um, just talking about God and, uh, talking about his wake up call in the detention center and things like that. And, uh, you know, I said, man, a wake up call is, is great. Um, people usually have them when they have lots of time to, to, to just sit and be still and think and, uh, reflect uh, and, and I know for me, I usually, I always had them on the, on the wrong side of getting in some kind of trouble, <laughs> but, um, we were talking about that and I said, well, here's the deal, dude. You know, I, I don't doubt that that's the case. Um, I said, but you're going to have like looking at like a year, uh, to sit in a jail cell with the same, same people that you were out running the streets with. And, um, 
you know, those wake up calls kind of get thrown by the wayside when you're just sitting around, you don't have anything to do, but glorify, you know, all the stuff that you've been doing. Um, and so I talked to him, um, just trying to feel him out and see, see what he knew, you know, what, what is spiritual walk look like if there was any, um, and this, you know, this isn't, is it any any kind of? I won't say. I won't even say judgment. It, it's. It was just for the purpose of just finding out, you know, yeah. just to talk to him, and. Um, I don't think he ever really said he he knows God, uh, you know, or that he's accepted Jesus. But he said he prays, um, you know, prays over meals, prays at bedtime, and um, it that for me was the opportunity to share with him. Uh, I've been personally drawn um, probably over the last like three weeks to a month. Um, my daily prayer is just for the softening of hearts. And, um, you know, I think about people, uh, and I'm sure we'll kind of get into it, but I think about people with various degrees of um, heart, you know, issues, uh, because if the heart doesn't change, then nothing changes. And, um you know, there are people who they know that something's wrong. You know, they, 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 I would say it's those people who are just about ready to walk in the church door, you know, and just about ready to, to surrender, um, you know, and, and God's been working on them and they, uh, you know, feel convicted of what they've been doing or, uh, if they have no idea what that means, they just, you know, they just, man, we've got to make a change. Like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, their hearts are, at, in that softened state, and then there are people who are just indifferent, you know, and, and don't really give any consideration to, um, I guess, I won't even say like their eternity, but they just, they don't give any, they're, they're just mindless to it, just yeah. thoughtless to it. And then there are people who are actively, um, and this <clears throat> this hurts, I think, to kind of hurts me to talk about because I've been there just actively um, anti, you know, God and anti like things of God and um, I would say, you know, people who are even would, would dare to, uh, like tear down, um, the things of God and thing. And, and then really when you consider sin and, you know, the state of the world, it's not, you know, hardened hearts are, are common. Um, so I asked him if he knew, um, if he had heard the story of Moses and he said he had, and I talked to him about, you know, uh, Pharaoh's hardened heart. And I said, look, man, you know, you're, you're not going to have really any opportunity to be by yourself in this place. I said, but when you're laying down at night, you know, like if, if you can remember, I would like you to say the additional prayer, uh, of asking God to soften your heart. And, um, I said, if you will do that regularly, like I know that God is faithful to change. Us, yeah. uh, if we'll just allow him and you know you might not even be in the in the position to where you um to where you want to to fully truly change right now but if you'll ask god to soften your heart he'll be faithful to do it and uh, of course that gives opportunity down the road uh, for the heart to change but um that's what i wanted to talk about this morning that's what uh, we we decided we wanted to talk about this morning is just the heart and uh I guess the softening of it, the changing of it. So with that, Justin, you have. Yeah, no, that's what I was, uh, you know, we had a little bit of conversation 
just to kind of see which um, which way to kind of go with this podcast episode, if you will, and uh, kind of you know we conversate conversate about what you had going on and and some other things that we might could look into and, and what have you. And I was kind of <clears throat> persuaded personally to kind of talk about this this heart issue and not to get like dig, dig deep or anything, but just kind of bring some scriptures up to the surface and, um, you know, kind of let the, just the word speak and uh, maybe intrigue interest, if you will, and kind of give a direction to go for potentially the listener or even one of us personally just to kind of dig deeper into what uh, the word of God is saying <clears throat> and so immediately when you talked about that um i thought of ezekiel 36 and um i'll just read 25 and 26 says then i will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols and I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. <clears throat> and that that's just, I don't know if it's the wording or what, but uh, I think it's the KJV talks about removing the heart of stone and, and replacing it with a heart of flesh. And I don't know if that's a, just a catchy word, but that's some, for some reason that scripture has always kind of stuck with me. And um, I think it goes hand in hand, just kind of what you're talking about, what, what our prayer should be. Because um, I, didn't, I didn't find anywhere where it talks about like physically or spiritually softening your heart. Yeah. But there's several things that talks about not hardening the heart. So, you know, with uh, a little bit of speculation, you can see, well, if this hardens the heart, I would say not doing this would, would soften or, or keep the heart from being hardened. So anyway, <clears throat> once kind of that was the initial uh, verse that come to mind, I kind of began thinking of different, you know, other scriptures talking about the hardness of heart. And that was one thing which you talked about uh Pharaoh's heart being hardened uh, that's kind of one thing that that popped up on mine because like does God and, I, and just how how my mind works once I start kind of get getting the ball rolling if you will like these little questions might can come up like does God harden the heart then I could say okay talks about in Pharaoh and that's in Exodus if you want to look that up there's and there's several verses where it talks mm-hmm. about God is hardened Pharaoh's heart and so I'm like okay well there is a harden of Hardening of heart, and I think in one of those you'll see it was because uh, to increase the miraculous, or there's there's something about the the reason that yeah. his heart and heart was hardened. Yeah, God, God explains to Moses that um, so that so that what he does through Moses uh, against the will of who I'm the most powerful man on earth at the time yeah. um, would would. Uh, ultimately glorify right him yeah yeah and and if you i mean we can look that up if, uh, yeah that's either way but um <coughs> yeah go ahead and turn to it but like speaking to that um like i'm just having like does god still do that like is 
you know, it, it was for the miraculous or showing evidence of that. And now we have, you know, biblical, spiritual, you know, even uh, like even historical evidence that that Jesus came and did what he'd done. Like, does he still do that? Not, you know, that's a question I <laughs> newsflash. I'm not going to answer that question because I do not know. Um, but there, I, you know, we can talk a couple about a couple of scriptures where it talks about, um, and I want to get too ahead of you there, but about how you like, we are responsible, responsible for the hardening of our own hearts, but, um, before we get into that, you got, uh, yeah. Um, so in, um, Exodus 14, a, a couple different scriptures speak to that, um, Fourteen and three. Uh, this is this is uh, the Lord speaking to Moses. For Pharaoh, Pharaoh will save the children of Israel. They are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed in has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And then uh, you go up to. Uh, seven. 16, 17, 18, um, and I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. Uh, so I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Uh, talking about and destroying them. But. Yeah. So uh, and, and we, we kind of see that example like – I think we see the clear cut purpose. You know, if if we were for sure read the whole thing, you can see the clear cut reasoning of that hardness of heart. And so, just to kind of get to the New Testament, or or not even, I guess this would be mostly the New Testament in Hebrews three. It, it kind of talks about Jesus being that greater Moses. Um, so pick up at first, I don't know, verse three here. I'll just pick up some more. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ as a son is in charge of God's entire house and we are God. We are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. That is why the Holy Spirit says, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, <clears throat> when they tested me in the wilderness. And I believe we've done one, maybe two episodes talking about the, that journey in the wilderness, how they a lot of times questioned God. They didn't see that God was all around them. Uh, you know, they would... They would talk about going back to slavery because they were hungry, and then God fed them, and then they were complaining about the food. <laughs> like that, they, they were they were in constant complaining. They were constantly just like not realizing God like is performing these miracles all around them, and they still like even question God. Like, is God even even here? Then like you forget about yesterday. Like He just did this miraculous thing, and so when I talk about hardening our hearts, I. Given that example, I believe that is a reason, or not a reason, but a example of how we would harden our hearts. You know, just 
not seeing the things God has done for us, um, rebelling. And I go to, let me go to one more in Ephesians. So it talks about Israel there as Israel did. And then we jump into Ephesians 4. And pick up at like 14 or something here. And we, <clears throat> then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Verse 17, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. And so, again, I, I, I ask these little questions like, you know, we had we read the example earlier, kind of talking about the wilderness, the um, the deceitfulness, the rebellion. Like that is a way that our hearts can become hardened. After, and in my opinion, after the Ezekiel replacing that heart of stone with the heart of flesh. <clears throat> so then we we go down to the bottom just to give give more examples of uh, what he was talking about. The Gentiles do there at the end of the chapter in verse. Uh, 31 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So how I see that the hardening, you know, the personal hardness of heart is through these things, the bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, any types of evil behavior. And, uh, you know, just a way to combat that, continuing in that soft-hearted, that heart of flesh, is to be kind, to be tender-hearted, forgiving one another, um, you know, going through the examples of Christ, uh, maybe forgiving offenses. Um, and kind of like you talked about, like, doing the things that you know that you should be doing, like that, whether you call it conviction or whether you just, like, Hey, I know that I probably shouldn't be doing this. And then taking that, you know, knowing that, that, that choice and then walking and making that choice, like, like having that discipline, having that, um, um, I I guess it would be discipline just of making the right choice, like saying yes to this and no to that. And so that's, that, that was not to, shorten it up here any but just kind of that was when we just talked about the heart that was one thing first like through christ he replaced that heart of stone to give you that heart of flesh uh i believe at that point now you have this personal um i guess just like your your personal walk now like is to protect that. Yeah. Like, like a, I mean, your, your responsibility yeah. is, yeah. is to guard it. And, right. and I mean, we're, we are instructed to do that and, you know, guard your heart. <coughs> um, well, my, here, my whole uh, thing and just what I, what I take from 
scripture and from life experiences and what I really hope uh, for for this young man and the other couple, you know, dudes who are in in a cell with him because I've had I've had conversation with one of the other two. Um, but my my take from it is that um our experiences may soften our heart. Uh, God may allow our experiences to soften our heart, but we, we're not going to have a changed heart until we ask him to right. give us a new heart. Um, and actually, one of the things that came to mind, uh, just something that I had never really heard before, got to give a shout out to uh, Pastor D.A. Uh, at Messiah's house. Um, you know, he deals with deals with these guys, uh, you know, come coming coming in um, basically a life on the street and, you know, a life of drugs and uh, who knows what kind of family history and things like that. And, um, you know, trying to help straighten them out. And sometimes, unfortunately, they leave. And I've heard him say that his prayer and, and this is like I've never heard anybody say <laughs> that they would pray for something like this, that his prayer is that they will go out, that they'll get arrested, and that they will be so miserable, yeah. like that their their misery will be endless and ceaseless until they surrender to God. Because that it sounds harsh and it sounds almost crazy if you just to hear it, you know, to hear a man of God talk about <laughs> praying for endless <laughs> suffering. But that's what's going to save their lives. Um, they are so far deep into something that um, there's, you know, the the jail is probably the safest place for them, yeah. and the endless, you know, ceaseless, uh, you know, torment of their spirit is um, the only thing that draws them to God and wants and and creates a desire for change. Right. Um. So in the case of Pharaoh. Uh, you don't see, at least from my reading, and it's been a while since I've just read through the the entire you know Exodus. It hadn't been that long, but it's been a while. <laughs> but um, you don't really see at any point God saying, "I'll soften his heart." Right. But you see the plagues. Uh, you know, you just see the numerous encounters with Moses. You know, thereafter and things like that, and at at. Not after every single plague, but at many points, Pharaoh is his heart has been hardened. Some he's encountered, you know, a plague or some some terrible thing that has him ready to let the you know the children of Israel go, or like yeah. uh, some sort of limited release, or some sort of special circumstance, or thing like that. And then God hardens his God hardens his heart, and we see you know, we see why, but um. It's the circumstances that he's encountering that are softening them. Um, so if you don't, do you have any? Okay. my, I think my number one thing is um, this has been a verse that's been, um, that has just always weighed, weighed heavy on me or I've always put a lot of stock in um, is Psalm 51 and 10 uh, and the writer Presumably, David asked God to uh, create in him a clean heart yeah. and to renew a right spirit within him. Um, my whole thing is, and I acknowledge this often, is I don't have the power to soften my own heart. You know, I don't have the power to to 
have a clean heart. Um, the very act of creation indicates that it has to come from something that's not there. And uh, as we know, you know, God's the only one who can do it. Um, and he's asking him, you know, create something in me that's not in me already and, uh, you know, clean up my heart. And I would I would dare to say you could probably read uh, some, you know, not King James Version uh, that, that says, you know, soften my heart or, or something like that. I think the wording could be um, applied without it being right. too far from scriptural uh, basis or truth. But um, and then that's the thing. He asks him to renew a right, a steadfast spirit within him. Uh, you know, as you said, once once we have once we have that, it's our responsibility to guard it. And I think that you know that we are uh, diminished um, in our spirit. You know, daily as we as we just as we go as we're not in God's presence. You know, uh, our light begins to dim, and um, you know, that's that's the reason for getting into God's presence, and that's the reason, you know, I think for asking him to renew something. You know, you've already given it to me. You know, please renew it daily. And, uh, you know, I, how do we do it? You know, through prayer and through uh, time in the Word and things like that. But um, it, I'm not to, not to end on any kind of like, I don't want to end on a heavy note, but I mean, I I have genuine concerns for this kid. Yeah. You know, he's going to be he's going to be in an adult jail. Now, granted, he'll be separated from adults, but he's you know he's going to be living as a as an adult could potentially uh, be live you know starting his uh, true you know life of crime and and sort of just getting acclimated to being in jail and God protect him from that, please. But. Um, you know, not not a lot of even even if his conscience is uh, weighing heavy on him that he needs to change, uh, drowning out the noise of his surroundings is going to be difficult. So, you know, I, I've been in prayer for him a lot over the last few days, and um, that's the thing, guys. Is like that's that's the the battle we're fighting is. Um, a spiritual one, and it there's a lot of noise out there right now. Um, it, I think you know it's we have a difficult time getting the truth to people, yeah. and uh, you know that that's my that's my prayer is that God will soften his God will soften his heart to where he begins to seek change, and his eyes will be open to to when the truth is revealed to him that uh, that it'll you know he'll latch onto it. And uh, cause them to want to change and and be uh, a true change. And here's my thing: I'm I'm hopeful. Like I like hope is hope is strong. Like with each of these kids that I encounter, I'm like, man, you know, someday I'm gonna see this kid and he's gonna look totally different and uh, act totally different. And where he maybe tried to spit through the cage at me while I was driving him, he's gonna come up to me and give me a hug. I mean that that's just speaking hope, uh, speaking things. That are not, you know, as though they yeah. were. Um, What's well, <clears throat> you talking about the um, that prayer uh, that DA mentioned about just you know <laughs> take them to that that place of destruction almost, if you will. Yeah. But uh, and, I, and I was I finally found it, but there was a scripture that kind of really actually talked about that. Not necessarily the prayer, but 
in First uh, Corinthians five, they're dealing with a man that's got a real prideful spirit and um, a hardened heart, if you will. You know, pride has to be a a, a byproduct, if you will, of of a hardened heart. And uh, verse five picks it up. Paul's talking here. It says that then you must throw this man out and hand, hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed and he himself will be saved on the day the on the day the Lord returns. So <clears throat> for his sinful nature to be destroyed, for his, I think one reads the flesh to be destroyed. And um, I think the sinful nature is probably more, um, more apt to be understood. We talked about that, man, just a couple episodes ago about which nature to follow. You know, we talked about that sinful nature and how it's destructive and how it leads to uh, sin and, and evil doing and things like that. And then we have that spirit that is placed within us. And then, you know, talked about choosing the sinful nature or choosing, you know, the, the spirit nature, if you will. And, um, so, you know, here Paul's talking about throwing this guy out so that Satan, throwing him out to Satan so that that sinful nature can be destroyed. That way the spirit, you know, the flesh is out of the way at that point. That way the spirit can permeate basically and, and, and work through softening the heart or through, through whatever so that he will be saved. And, you know, talking about that prayer, it seems really, really harsh. But if you have an understanding of, if this takes you to the end here, uh, that you will be saved when the Lord returns, mm-hmm. then that is way more worth it instead of living a life of, in this case, pride or, or whatever. It, it's this this fleshly or this sin, sin nature being destroyed, whereas it might be harsh and troublesome and weary and destructive if it leads you to be being saved, then it's well worth what it costs. <laughs> like there's there's no other worse instruction than your soul not being saved. Absolutely. So yeah, um, so yeah that's another good point. <laughs> Didn't really have no wrap up, but just <laughs> just those little little nuggets that you you kind of talk about kind of kind of leads me in. I'm the rabbit trail man, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, if you're, I, of course you're listening. I, I mean, <laughs> um, if you're listening, <clears throat> and if you're willing, um, I challenge you to join us in prayer uh, for the next, you know, for the next week. And and if you feel it on your spirit, then then further than that. Um, but to um, just pray for uh, the softening of hearts, you know, across the nation. Um, well, I want to. I want to see, and we want to see, a uh, a turning of the tide uh, of the hearts of men. Um, so please pray pray f- uh, for that with us, and uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in again. And uh, we'll see you next week. Deuces. Love you. This is this dude's Christ.